The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Everyone, you are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and as usual, I am joined by the wonderful Brooke Destra, and we've got some fun topics for this weekend edition of Flyers Talk. Um, a little jersey talk, a little roster talk, um, a little bit of everything. I think fans are going to enjoy this one, Brooke. But as always, thank you so much for joining for joining me. And uh, let's start off with a little playoff chatter. Uh, we're going to start with that because, ironically, the the sports scene in Philadelphia, Brooke, is not the brightest right now. Uh, I think everyone One could say that. that. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of hard to believe, but the Flyers are the last team to actually win a playoff series or playoff game. Obviously, that, ga- that came in the Stanley Cup playoffs um, about a month or so ago when they won that first-round series against the Canadians. So they are the last team. The Sixers obviously got swept uh, in their NBA playoffs. The Eagles lost last year in their playoffs, and obviously they're not looking too great, although they are in first place. Let's not take that away from them. They are the first-place Eagles at 2-4-1. and one. And as everyone knows, the Phillies have not been to the playoffs since 2011. So the Flyers, the Flyers are at the top of the totem pole right now, so good for them. Brooke, it had us thinking. The Flyers are the last team to win a playoff series in Philadelphia. Will they be the next team to do so as well? What do you think? Uh, yeah. Okay, you're, so you're, not too confident, you're not too confident in the Eagles, are you? Is anybody in Philly confident no. in the Eagles right now? <laughs> Very fair question. Listen, I'll, I'll be more than happy to elaborate on this one. Um, <laughs> I have said that 2020 is going to be a very Flyers-centric decade in mm-hmm. Philly because – this past decade of hockey has been very back and forth. It was almost like you'd rather get your teeth pulled than watch some of these seasons. And based off of drafting, based off of everything over the past few seasons, I have really gotten to my mind that I was like, this is really the beginning of a new era of Flyers hockey. And I think that that's something that has to be elaborated a lot. A lot of people were disappointed when they, um, were out, knocked out in the second round by the Islanders a few uh, months ago. But in reality, it's just the first step. You know, there's so much to look forward to. And I always said that, okay, first of all, I didn't really think that the Flyers were going to be the third or fourth championship team that I've seen in my lifetime because I saw the Phillies in 08 and yeah. then the Eagles in 2017. Yeah. Um and then last year when the Sixers got Butler, I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, the Flyers are really going to be the last team that I'm going to watch in my lifetime to win the freaking cup. <laughs> um, clearly that didn't happen. Yeah. And it's, it's an unfortunate situation over in 
<laughs> basketball Philly Twitter um, right now, just because there's just a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of heavy contracts and yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic to say the least. But since we are a hockey podcast, I will, and yeah, also just the Phillies have been, what the hell? <laughs> I had to touch on them too. Um, but at least I got to see World Series in my lifetime so far. Yeah. Which I'm thankful for. Um, but rearing back to hockey, I think that, and I've, I've said this, I, I'm not sure if I've tweeted it or anything, but I've definitely openly talked about it with um, a few people, friends, colleagues. Like I, I see the Flyers winning at least two cups in the next decade. Um, and I think that okay. now they'll be the next championship team as well. So, and they'll be the next team to win a playoff game and series because I don't see the Sixers doing that, unfortunately, until they get their heads on straight. And then I, if anybody's betting on the Eagles this year, good luck. Yeah, that's a very <laughs> optimistic bet. I would think it would be a very optimistic fan putting any money on this team, really doing anything, uh, at least in the playoffs. Uh, we know how bad the NFC East is, and we won't dive into it. Like you said, we're going to talk some Flyers here. But, Brooke, it's kind of funny because for a while, when the Flyers, you know, just recently, before this year, they, they were kind of going through their own drought of kind of stagnancy and um, not really taking strides toward contention. Um, but there was kind of this whole thing bubbling of, hey, Ron Hextall is rebuilding the farm system, kids, 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 and it's, it's going to get there. And it looks like now it's finally kind of getting to that point where the Flyers are kind of climbing the Philly totem pole. Um, and unfortunately, the other teams are kind of taking a step back. You know, the Eagles are 2-4-1, and one, and – we know the mess of the NFC East and kind of where they stand in terms of injuries and stuff and where they've gone since they won that Super Bowl. Uh, the poor Phillies have just not really gotten back to the playoffs um, at all since 2011, that golden era where they were just running through the uh, National League East. And then the Sixers, you like you said, you really thought they were building to be a, a serious championship contender. Um, and now all of a sudden they're, you know, they get swept in the playoffs the Embiid Simmons thing, you just don't know how that's going to uh, develop. And then now they have a new coach. Um, so the Flyers are, you know, they're, yeah, they're getting there. And it's kind of exciting to see it pay off for them. They went through that seven-year drought of not winning a playoff series, kind of sneaking into the playoffs, getting a terrible matchup, and never, never really having any true hope of making a run. Now it looks like they will. And I'm with you. I'm going to agree. I just – I think the safest bet is the Flyers. Uh, you know their makeup. You know they have kids coming. Uh, they have an established core. They have an experienced head coach and a pretty good GM who's made this team better in Chuck Fletcher and Elaine Vigneault. I just think they're the safest bet to get back to the playoffs and win a series. Um, I think the team that would maybe prove them wrong maybe is the Eagles. Maybe they get in, you know, like maybe they, they win this bad NFC East and they upset a team as they're, they're always, they always seem to do something as underdogs. So maybe they, you know, Maybe they do, but I'm, I'm going to go Flyers, and I like your pick. But you, you, you think they could win some championships in this decade, right, Brooke? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, I like and <laughs> I, first of all, I have to believe it for my own sanity, but mm-hmm. I'm just really thrilled that there's, you know, stats that can kind of back this up. It's not like it's so yeah. far in left field right now where it's like, okay, you really see the Flyers winning a championship. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. 
we're going to keep scrolling. We're not going to listen to this girl anymore. The fact that, and first of all, it's, it's so well known. Philadelphia is such a football city, but when the flyers are on fire, Mm -hmm. the entire city falls in love with this team again. And it's a shame that you have this kind of back and forth. One would maybe call it a toxic relationship with the flyers. I would call it that. Um, (laughs) But we're at a point right now where it just, it makes so much sense in the world to just put your faith in this team and trust in what's happening. And I just, I see it happening. I'm tired of 45 year jokes. I don't care. I've only been alive for 23 of them. I, I'm still personally offended every time I hear them. Um, And then just in the sense of looking at, the teams across the league, I really think that you could just be able to, they're able to compete with every single one of them and go toe to toe. And if the lightning didn't win this year, I think that it would have probably been the end of an era in Tampa Bay too. I think that this was their shot and I'm very happy that they won, but in the coming years, I really think there's going to be a shift in the league with who is really going to take charge and be like these are the elite teams and I think the Flyers are going to be one of them so I'm very excited <laughs> I think so too and um you think about some of the teams like what what leads to excitement for future runs and a lot of times it's like a young a young foundation or a young uh pillar that you're going to build around and what do the Flyers have they have that Carter Hart in net the future and you look at the other Philly teams they had those two uh the Eagles they're building around hopefully what they think is their franchise quarterback and Carson Wentz. The Sixers had Embiid and Simmons, two young stars that everyone thought, hey, this is, you know, we are going to build around these two and be prosperous. And then the Phillies, of course, when they won their World Series, um, they had that, that really young, in their prime core of Jimmy Rollins and Ryan Howard and Chase Utley. So I think the Flyers, like you said, they have that. Uh, um, I think that's what makes them probably the most exciting team, at least in terms of championship runs uh, in the future? Because, yeah, you have a, a young stud in Carter Hart that everyone's excited about. Yeah, sheesh. You have me thinking about that golden era of Phillies now. And that was such a fun time to grow up watching baseball because mm. that's, like, the first team that I really started watching in sports. And from at least first year, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I – it's just – it's – it's really interesting, and again, I know I know we're a hockey podcast, but we're we're talking Philly sports today. Whatever, um, absolutely. I just never understand the whole back and forth of how people think baseball is boring. Mm. It's it's so incredible. It's such an incredible sport. Hockey's the best, obviously, but yeah. I mean, there's there's no better feeling than going over to the bank for a game. Yeah. So. Anyways, <laughs> I just had to get that out because now I'm thinking about such a great era of Phillies baseball, and I'm really looking forward to a time where that can happen again, but, you know, they need a bullpen first. But mm. <laughs> Flyers Talk is presented by Wells Fargo. When our communities need us, Wells Fargo is here to help. No, I'm glad you brought up how fun that era was. It really was. Like, you remember, like, Citizens Bank Park was the place to be. It was the, the place to be in the summer. That stadium was selling out. And it was just fun because they had built a team that was 
winning every year and there was expectations every year. And uh, we know Philly loves a winner. And uh, let's hope the Flyers can do that. Maybe they can string off, like you said, a really impressive decade where they're in it and they're contending every year and this city is a buzz about them. That's going to be fun. And one thing and one area I think, again, we talked about the youth and net, but one area that maybe leads to thinking the Flyers can be exciting over these next 10 years is what they have on the back end. They're young defensemen. They have built that for a while now by, the, by drafting and developing. And once again, going into 2020-21 season, they will have an exciting defensive core. Even with the loss of Matt Niskan into retirement, they have young, uh, fluid, mobile, puck-moving defensemen on that blue line that are going to be fun to watch, I think, for years to come, Brooke. They had, last year, on the blue line, they had 44 goals from their defensemen. Only one team in the NHL had more goals from that position. That was the Blues. They had 45 from their defensemen. So we know what this defensive core can do. And it kind of had us wondering, once again, a question to pose to you, Brooke Destra. If you had to pick a defenseman that's going to lead this team in goals next year, from the position, of course, which defenseman are you picking? And I think what makes this a fun debate is that there are a lot of candidates, I think, to pick. I think that, again, obvious answer I do think it's going to be Ivan Provorov. I just because he's a Russian machine, <laughs> you know, and Hasn't missed the game. <laughs> knock on wood, Jordan Hall, knock on wood. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but you just, you look at the constant growth that he kind of projects as a player. And aside from that, last fluky season that he has he's consistently grown and just one season prior he was one goal shy of having the most goals scored by any defenseman in the league so it's it's a lot closer than you think with Provorov and before that was uh I believe it was 16 a 16 goal season for him but I, I can see him putting up, again, decent numbers. I also think that if Phil Myers can really get things together, and I, I really hope that he does take, depending on where he is um, pairing-wise, I do hope that he focuses. If he, if he does get first-line pairing time, I hope he focuses on his position. Focus on the blue line, focus on defending, focus on your first job. But I think if he gets a pretty decent stride with all of that, it's going to give him the opportunity to excel more offensively. And he does have such a crazy shot. And I think that it's something, especially like the quick release is just ridiculous. If you go back and if you even watch it in slow motion, it's like, it's ridiculous. And for being so young and having such a hard shot, I think that that is only going to continue to grow and continue to be such a strong attribute to who he is as a player. So just because we think it could be Provorov or I think it could be Provorov, who's to say that Phil Myers isn't right behind him? So I'd say that's one and two for me. I love your sleeper of Phil Myers. That was a guy I was kind of thinking as if I'm not going to pick Ivan Provorov, he would be my sleeper for the exact reasons that you touched on. That shot that Chuck Fletcher the other day probably says he probably has the hardest shot of the Flyers in terms of velocity 
Uh, and that's saying something because they have some talented young D-men. They have a guy, Shane Gossespierre, who is known for his shot. So the fact that Phil Myers, um, at his age, um, at his stages of development, already has the hardest shot on the team, pretty impressive. And you would think that's going to lead to some goals. And, yeah, you're, we're thinking he, he probably takes a major jump in terms of role this year. So I think he could be a sleeper. We saw those three goals in the playoffs, impressive goals in, this, in his first ever Stanley Cup playoffs. But Provorov just seems like the obvious one, just given, like you said, he had that 17-goal season. Um, he led them this year with 13. He's now a power play guy, which he wasn't really at first um, when he first came into the league. Now he's like their number one power play guy. Um, so I think Provorov, if I could give one more that I think um, I wouldn't, count out is the new guy Eric Gustafson mm -hmm. just because he has a 17 goal season he is skilled they signed him for a reason they're going to ask him to be offensive they're going to ask him to play on the power play and they're going to ask him to go out there and kind of show his game be that guy from 2018-19 when he scored 17 goals with the Blackhawks he is very mobile uh, gets up the ice can push the puck can score the puck um, so that's my, that's one more sleeper I'm going to say. And sometimes we see guys, he, obviously he's signed to a one-year deal and we see guys sometimes in contract years kind of step up. They kind of step up to the plate and they want to prove themselves because they, you know, they have a contract to sign the very next off season, uh, and they want to put up their best numbers, their best resume possible. So I'm going to go Eric Gustafson. I think he could be a sleeper to, to put the puck in the net. And we know, we know the defensemen that they're not there just to score goals. They need to prevent goals too. But it is exciting to see that these young mobile defensemen that can get the puck up ice and create offense, hopefully the Flyers are thinking this could lead to them playing less in the defensive zone, more in the offensive zone, and just putting the pressure on the opposition with, with their skill on the back end. Exciting times there. At Nissan, we just made your choice for a new car an easier one than ever with our most exciting and fuel-efficient lineup. The choice is yours. Now, get great offers across our full line. Shop at your local Nissan store today at NissanUSA.com. So, yes, excitement on the back end for the Flyers, excitement in net and Carter Hart. We know about that, and we're hoping um, for people, you know, for us that cover the team and are around it, we're hoping it leads to an exciting decade. Uh, also, Brooke, some excitement among the team, and especially among the fan base, was a jersey leak. A jersey leak. Um, via aesthetics.com, a very popular jersey website, a website that looks at jerseys and new, new threads and kind of the latest among uh, the NHL teams in terms of jerseys, uh, broke a story. They had a leak of what looks like a fourth Flyers jersey. It's called a reverse retro. Again, you can check out more of it on NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com. Brooke Destra is making a face that she does not like it. <laughs> I did not miss that. Um, so I think we already get a glimpse of how Brooke Tesher feels about this jersey. But, again, we do not know if it's going to be their fourth jersey. We don't know for sure how it's going to be used, when it could be used. Uh, but you can check out more of it on NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com, in which we look at this story on originally on Aesthetics.com. Brooke, you don't like the jersey, do you? Listen. And you're a jersey, uh, you're a jersey girl. I know you like jerseys. You, you're a fan. That has multiple meanings because I also live in New Jersey. Yes. <laughs> that, I don't, that just made me laugh. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a long week. Yeah. Um, listen, I love ugly jerseys. <laughs> I love them. 
I embrace them because I think that's what makes hockey so unique is their uniforms, is their sweaters. For some reason, something is just not sitting right with me. And okay. I, I think it's because it almost looks like it's unfinished. Yeah. And like we said, like you mentioned, it, it's a leak. Who knows that this is exactly what it's going to be. It could be very different. But the white, the white, almost 50% of the sleeve and it just, eh, I don't, <laughs> there's just something there that I just do not like. And listen, a lot of people were not happy about yeah. the 2019 stadium series jerseys when they first leaked. Yeah. I personally liked them when they first leaked, when they were never officially announced yet. And everyone was like, you're crazy. Like, <laughs> these are so ugly. And then you saw them on the ice and everyone was like, okay, wait, these are actually pretty sick. Yeah. So I'm not completely locking in my vote just yet because I do want to see them on the ice if they are the actual retro jersey. Um, I hope that they're not, though. <laughs> I know. I feel like the consensus early on, the initial reaction was no, no, no. Um, but I did see a lot of people tweet your thought right there was, I got to see it on the ice. They're like, we got to see that, see them on the ice under the lights of an arena. And maybe it looks a little different, but yeah, that reverse retro look, it looks like it's, I think like, a, like one of the jerseys from the eighties and they reversed like the orange and black. Um, yeah, it's interesting looking. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think it does kind of look cool with, like, the old school, like, bright orange and the black and the white lettering. Um, so I don't hate it. Uh, I'm also not a Jersey fanatic, to be quite frank. I am not. But I wanted to get your take on this. The Flyers have had their fair share of alternate jerseys. What's your favorite, Brooke? What one do you really like the most, if you can pick one? Yeah. They've had some cool ones. Like you said, with the Stadium Series, the Winter Classics, um, the 50th Anniversary, all those. Right. Um, well, I, I was personally a sucker for the 2019 ones because I yeah. love the muted orange because orange, first of all, is my favorite color. So the fact that I'm not personally a fan of the traffic cone orange that the Flyers have been playing in for the past decade, personally, um, I just like a richer color. I think that you're already watching a game that has such a bright ice and it's such a bright aspect. Like why not just tone it down, tone it down with the jerseys, mute it a little bit and create that kind of balance. Um, that's probably just me talking, but um, I think I'm going to give you my favorite clunker too. Okay. Yeah. What jersey that I hate too. Um, <laughs> the 50th anniversary. Yeah. Because there's a right and a wrong way to do gold on a jersey. The Flyers did it the wrong way. When the Sabres had their gold edition jersey a few seasons ago, look it up. It's beautiful. That's how you do gold. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a little disappointing. And also the three years where they had pants. Yes. <laughs> In the 80s. It just cracked me up. I hated it. I hated it so much. Um, <laughs> I just had to get that out there because I look at pictures and I'm like, I don't think I'd be able to take it seriously. 
if I was watching the guys, like it, it <laughs> just it looks abnormal. It does, you know, compared to what you're used to in, you know, this the current age of hockey. But I am without a doubt head over heels in love with the early 2000s black jerseys. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Uh, I think it's from like 2002 to like 2007 um, where it was right before they had like the halter top kind of looking ones that yeah. were, I liked them, but they just weren't the same. So I liked the white across the chest and down the sleeves and then it morphed into the orange. Um, but that's also the era that I really got into hockey and started watching it. So that's what I knew best. Yeah. And I just, uh, they had so much potential to just bring a classic black jersey and we're getting this fourth retro junk. <laughs> <laughs> Will I still probably buy one? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'll answer that question right now, even if I hate it. Yes. Um, will I wear it? Probably not, but I'll own it. And that's, that's what I got to say on that one. But I want your favorite jersey, and then give me a clunker, too, because I don't know. There's just so many to talk about. I'm glad you thought of clunker. That's a good, that was a good – at first it was like, okay, let's just pick our favorite. That's a, such a good one. Do also do you get players on your jersey? Do you like would you get a certain player, or do you just you just kind um, of? It depends. The only yeah. uh, my first jersey that I ever got was Jeff Carter. Oh yeah. Um, I got it seventh grade for Christmas. That was my favorite thing I ever owned. That's awesome. Um, I'm imagining you extra at Christmas and how happy you probably were. I had a. Jeff Carter jersey, and then the same year I got a um, Kobe Bryant jersey. Oh, so I really about that, yeah. Those were like, they're still my favorite too because they were. I mean, I grew up in the Iverson, Kobe era too in basketball, yeah. and I mean, he's hands down without a doubt one of my favorite players of all time across all sports. Okay. So. Both of those jerseys hold a special place in my heart. That was a good Christmas. Um, and then I have home Provorov jersey from two, three seasons ago. Um, okay. He signed it, though, so nobody touches it. <laughs> you got away. Yep. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I, I, I understand when fans, you know, can wear the jerseys to the game because you get them all signed at the carnivals and everything. I have... OCD with my jerseys and I don't take that lightly if I get a mark on them if I get a smudge on them I will combust <laughs> so <laughs> so I just have to make sure they're in really good condition um no I'd probably get a blank one to, yeah. to finally answer your question <laughs> I, I would probably get a blank jersey um for this one because I don't really think it's one that I would wear but I definitely would want it to have. Yeah. Um, no, I'd, I'd save, I'd save a couple extra bucks to yes. say the least. No, I like that. And I think it's cool. You still would want to get it because you never know. Like you never know this. It could be a historic jer Jersey. Maybe the flyers 
wear it and they do something special in it. And then you just like, you can remember and you can look back and be like, Hey, I have that Jersey still. That's pretty cool. It could um, be a cup year Jersey. Yeah. You and then never if that's know. the case, you got to get them all. Exactly. Um, Oy. you know, for- <laughs> my wallet. <laughs> yes. Your wallet feels bad. Um, no, for me, um, yeah, I, I have to go with those, those, those initial black ones. I think they came out in like 97, 98, if I recall, I think, um, or like early, and they wore them, I think, in like the early 2000s. I think they were so popular that they, that they actually became one of their main jerseys, mm-hmm. and they ditched, they ditched the orange for a little bit. I just thought those, the black ones were so cool. They just popped. They were kind of modern and different, um, and I, I liked how they highlighted kind of like their, you know, kind of like their secondary color. I thought that was really cool. Um, and I'm glad I thought it was really awesome when they brought back the all black for, um, the 2017 stadium series. Oh yeah. Those are nice. Wear those now. Yeah. Those, those are just, they look sick. Um, so yeah, I got to go with those and it it does. It reminds me of Eric Lindros, John LeClaire and those type of players, fun era of Flyers hockey, no doubt. As for a clunker, maybe I'll go with the ones they were, when they brought orange back. And they started using it as an alternate. It was kind of like a 3D logo. Oh, I knew and you were gonna say that. Yeah, that one just like say it. It never, <laughs> yeah, it never stuck with me. It, it, when I see it, I initially see red because it's like a different color orange. It's like it's like a deeper, like darker orange, but it it just looks different. And sometimes with like a certain lighting, it looks red to me. And I just never loved that one. I thought it was cool with the 3D logo. They were trying to be different. And uh, obviously uh, make it kind of unique looking, but I don't think they stuck very long. I know obviously they do not wear them anymore. So if I had to pick one, I'll probably go that one. Uh, I got to go that one. Ugh, yeah. There's, I feel like that is one of the most back and forth jerseys that I hear Flyers fans talking about and reading on Twitter because I have a lot of people that I follow that are obsessed with that 3D one. And I just, I mean, maybe it was different when you were able to like, no, I'm not going to make excuses for it. I changed my mind. (laughs) I just, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not. And the fact that they could have done it right, like you said, like it could have been, if it was done a different way, it could have hit, it could have stuck. Yeah. But the way that they layered it with that like silver, with the etch of the white almost made it look like the logo itself was so thin, like the black part of the stitching. And it just, it takes away from the logo, which is one of the most iconic ones in the league because it has not changed. It has not. No, I still don't know what it is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, but it's, it's just, it's, it's an interesting one. And like you said, it does have that weird, like, it's almost like a super burnt orange or it's yeah, like yeah. super saturated. So it does look red in certain lights. So I don't know. It's, I guess, I guess mm. that's the challenge too of like the flowers are very, they're rich in history and they're proud of it. And as they should be. And it's like you said, a very iconic logo and I guess you're challenged with – you see organizations and teams across sports, they go more modern and unique and different, and then they go back to their historic look. And then they go back to the newer look. 
it's like, where do you, where do you want to lie? Um, do you want to lie in like constantly changing and being um, up to date with like the trends in like jerseys and sports? Or do you want to say, hey, this, we, this is our history and we're sticking with it. I think the Flyers have done more of the sticking with their history. They know their colors. They know their look and logo. They tweak it here and there, which I think is awesome. Um, but they, don't, they haven't strayed away from it too much, which I think is cool. Now, there is a jersey that I want them to make. Oh, I want to hear this. Now, hear me out on this. Let's go. Um, aside from bringing back the early 2000s, late 90 black jerseys, because I just think literally they – like, just marketing-wise alone, fans would throw their money yeah. Oh, yeah. to buy the, uni- like the, the jerseys. And I know that you can get, like, the, the style and then custom print it with the players' names, but it's not the same. Yeah. It's not. No. I want them to make a jersey that has flyers on, on it. Like yes. written on it. Yeah. Some some way, shape or form that I know when Winnipeg released theirs um a few seasons ago with the Jets in like cursive and that was a little back and forth because it just I don't think it fit Winnipeg all that much. I think it could just, uh, I don't know. I just really want a jersey that says freaking flyers on it. <laughs> I agree. Um, and I think that that's something that is within reach in terms of restructuring in New Jersey because, like you said, they are so rich in their history in the sense of not wanting to adapt the logo. But it's not changing the logo. It's just putting the name on the chest. So it's an interesting one. Um, I'd be so curious to see how they would do it. And I think that that's why I think about it so much is how would they approach it? Would it be a orange based Jersey with white accents, black accents would be a black Jersey with orange and white. I don't know. I don't know, but it's so. It didn't hit me until you said that, that they really don't, they've never had one that says like flyers or like whatever. There has been nothing, nothing Nothing. razzle dazzle possesses. And it's not, that's not a bad thing. They have a great Jersey. Yeah. It's just, I think if they were going to go in any other direction, maybe a name plate would be one. A logo plate, something Very, like that. Yeah, like you said, it wouldn't change too much. You're still sticking with the history. I feel like you get the best. logo on the shoulder. Yeah, it's put fine. the logo on the sho- shoulder. And <laughs> you hear people all the time. They always ask, "What's a flyer?" So, like, maybe that would get more people looking into. Hey, what what is behind the name of the Flyers? It remind me too, also of the 2019 Stadium Series when they had to practice the night before. They had warm yes, and it had like Philly yes. in cool font. I thought they were sick. Like, they I saw, were so nice. I, I saw some pictures of those, like on my phone and stuff, and like on my Twitter. Um, and I just, I had a lot of fans being like, "Yo, those are awesome! Can you buy them?" I, so, so, so something with Philly or Flyers, like you said, um, that would be really cool. Maybe we'll see it, Brooke. But uh, maybe we'll have to see this first jersey, this fourth reverse retro. Maybe we're gonna have to see that one first before we get um, our wish. Nuts. But we shall see. And we'll <laughs> Dang, you really. It. You really, really have me thinking about those practice jerseys now. 
curse you, Jordan Hall. All right, put, now I got to go look at them again. Put your wallet away. Put it away right now, Brooke. No. <laughs> Perfect ending to this edition of Flyers Talk. Brooke Destra, thank you as always. And we look forward to hearing about your next jersey. Uh, special thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer. I am Jordan Hall. And Flyers fans, thank you for listening. This is the latest Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, please rate and subscribe. And we cannot wait to talk to you next time. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.